regardless of how much your kip is costing you, whether they're costing you $1,000 a month, $1,000 a week, $1,000 a day, there's a certain amount that you're supporting your child in order that they should be home, they should be calm, they are expensive, and I feel bad for that. But there's not much medicine value. Yes, if you just support your kid for a few years, they're going to realize that, you know, my parents always supported me. It's a good thing. But I want them to get better faster. That comes from the wow factor. That comes from the extras. And when they get better faster, they're not going to be costing you all that money that you're putting in. So we have some parents that are not doing TP. They're just doing, you know, she's costing me so much money. She's going shopping. He's going shopping every day. UPS guy, you know, comes looking for my kid and boxes and boxes and boxes are being delivered. But you didn't do anything that's the treatment of TP. And I don't know how to say it more loud or more clear, but some people continuously miss the boat. And you're not going to heal the child as fast, which means it's going to cost you more money for longer. This is the cheapest way to get out of here. It's the wow factor. It's the part that I don't have to, even though maybe you don't have to do the other stuff. They think you do. And I learned this in Home Sweet Home. Sigh in the sushi boat. It's a true story. All my stories are true. So here I opened the home. I'm not getting paid. I'm responsible to come up with about $100,000 of expenses. There's no staff, so there's no salary. But $100,000 for rent and all the expenses. I got them their jobs. I did the interview. I really scraped them off the streets, some of them. I accepted them. I put together the program. Everything about Home Sweet Home was me. I got the cleaning lady to come in to do their laundry and to, and I got the whole, I, everything is me, right? In this little house, it's all because of me. And I see they don't appreciate me. They're just not appreciating me. And all of a sudden they come home one night, Matzah Shabbos, after going out with my friend Sai, and they're like, Sai, he's the best guy in the whole world, he's great, this guy in the world. I'm like, what, what did he do? Instead of pizza, they went to the pizza store. He got them a sushi boat. So instead of $30, he spent $80. And they love Sai, right? I, I, electricity, heat, the pillows, the blankets, the linen, the everything, everything. And you have no appreciation for me? But Sai sushi boat, you do have, and then I realized something so important. Kids do not appreciate things that they believe we owe them. Even if they're, because of their pain, spending a lot of money or they cost you a lot of money, that's what you signed up for. You decided to open a home. We don't owe you anything. I'm not saying it's right. Eventually they will be appreciative 10 years later, 20 years later. But they're not appreciative to me because like, you opened a home. What did you think? So I should say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's too hard. It's too demoralizing for them to be on the receiving end and be so thankful. So it's like, but when you do something extra that you didn't have to do, that's not part of the contract of whatever the relationship is, to show you that I really care about you more than what I signed on, regardless of whether my budget to collect for them would have been 10000 a year, 100000 a year, a million a year, or $10 million a year. They would not have appreciated it. Again, deep down, yes, when they graduated or years later, they would have appreciation. But right now, nothing's, nothing amazing. The extra, the extra causes them to have appreciation. And then I realized we're not that different. Do we thank Hashem for the sun? For gravity? 
Do we thank Hashem for every single thing He does for us? Very holy tzaddikim, they worked on themselves. To, you know, everybody knows the big tzaddikim. They thank you for the apples and thank you for the... Okay, regular people? No, when Hashem gives us something extra, undeserved, extra, we start to feel appreciation. But then something remarkable happens. Once they started to appreciate me for the extras that I started to do, they started to appreciate all the basics. So my budget went from 100000 to 110000 for the year. Because once a week or once every other week, I said, guys, let's go for steak. Let's, go to a, let's, go to a, let's do something extra that I didn't sign up for. But instead of having $10,000 of appreciation, which I would have been very happy because I had zero appreciation, the $100,000 bill got me basically zero. 10000 extra, I would have been happy with 10000 but they started appreciating and noticing and realizing the 100000 All of a sudden, a couple of months later, they were like, he, he takes care of everything for us. Wow, thank you, Avi. And all of a sudden, they started becoming appreciative. <coughs> so when you give your kids, the first thing we're signing up to, we are supporting our children. And, and yes, we want them home. We want them comfortable. We want them to buy stuff, and they're expensive. But if you want to get them to appreciate you, it's the extras. The extras proves that I'm not doing this because I'm stuck with you. I'm not doing this with resentment. I'm doing this because I really like you. I really am happy for you to be happy. When you do the extra, they start to appreciate all the rest, and then you end up with super appreciative kids. So the kid says, you know, I'm going away. I'm going out with my friends. Can I have some money? How much do you need? $50. You give him $50. And then you say, you know what? Here's another 10 just because I, lo- I love you, just because I like you, just because I want you to have fun. I like the word like. Separate schmooze. Just because just I love you, just because, right? Big hug. They're not only going to appreciate that 10, they're going to appreciate the 50. Because if I ask you for money and you give me what I asked for, they used to say that the, the worst thing you can do to a schnarrer, he goes to a rich guy and he says, I'm making a wedding and I need money. And the guy says, how much money do you need? And he says, $10,000. The worst thing you could do is give him $10,000. He's going to be, why didn't I ask for fifteen? If you give him 9999 he, w- he won't have that feeling. He'll know like, okay, I just, you know, I didn't lose out by only asking for 10000 So they always feel like, you know, why did I ask for this? Why did I? We want to show like, we're all in. We care about you. We love you. We're here to support you. And what happens is they start to realize you really care about me. And then they start to be appreciative. And then they start, those same kids who would never unpack the trunk of the car for all the stuff that you bought for them, but they don't have patience, right? You have boxes of stuff, you go shopping for them, with them, and then and they're out of there and you got to be schlepping the stuff, the groceries, right? And it's all their stuff or their, Right? Those same kids start to care about you. It's an unbelievable thing. So the extra 10, 20% koshers the guilt. It makes it kosher that they start appreciating all the other stuff. So regardless of how much the kip is costing you, we want to get the fever down. Then they will cost you less. What gets the fever down is not being schlepped along. Oh, you know, it's like, it's like they feel like we're forced to give it to them. And we are. But when you give extra, they realize no. I like you. I want you to have extra. I want you to have a good life. Here's a couple extra. Here's extra. Here's extra. And it's the gifts that you do. 
So I, w- I want to just be very clear because I have some parents that the kids are costing a lot of money and I feel very bad for them because they're not listening to me. And five years from now, they're still going to be spending all this money because they're not getting healthier. The healthier is the wow factor. Figure out how to blow their mind. Every time they go, wow, I can't believe it. Deeper and deeper and deeper, it changes their brain. And I am sure that one day, not in the very, not very far, in the near future, that science will prove me right. Because they have brain scans and they will learn that the best way to deal with depression and negativity and PTSD and all of the stuff that makes you feel worthless and like nothing is when your parents wow you. And all of a sudden your brain is like, it's like taking two wires that haven't been connected in a long time. They're going around like, they have no joy. And all of a sudden, wow, what we're going where? You got me what? A pony? You got me a pony, a dog, a house, a pool, a cow. You got me a cow. I don't know why she wants a cow, but you got me. We're going where? We're going. Wow. The closest I ever got to Puerto Ricans was the Bronx. And now we're going to Puerto Rico? Like the real Puerto Rico? Wow. We're We're going to an island, not Staten Island, not Long Island. We're going to an actual island. And and you'll see when it's part of the whole, every piece that we're doing, when it's part of the whole treatment process, look at how many kids that were suicidal last year that are not suicidal this year. And what's crazy is that the therapeutic system, with all the therapists and psychiatrists, they, they pay no mind to this. It's like, this is hogwash. But we're doing so well. We're doing mamish so well. I wish they would at least incorporate some of this. Tell the parents, listen, we're putting your kid on this medicine and this medicine and this medicine, but be super nice and, and wow them. They're entitled to it just because they're sick. Just because they're sick. Someone who's physically ill, we would say, you know, get them in a good mood. But especially when the sickness is up here, we can change the mindset. We can flip the switch from down to up. We can flip the switch from darkness and total darkness equals, God forbid, suicidal depression. We could change their mindset to looking up at life that I have a future. And, and the number one thing is fun. Build the relationship if you don't have it. Find out how to do it. Take the knives out. Do the whole thing so you have that relationship, so you can save your kid's life and be there for them. It's the cheapest, and it's also the most fulfilling, life-saving mission for these kids. Your picture of you, you're, you're, you're my heroine. See, I also have heroine. She's a heroine. You're a hero in you, I'm talking about actually all of you. But you, you sent me a picture of your daughter who went through such a hard time and she's older. And, and, and who saved her? Her mommy. You're her mommy. Oh, she's 32 years old. She doesn't need mommy. Yeah, somebody said, oh, my kid's 25. You don't deal with that, do you? You're 32. I don't care if you're 87 and a half years old and your parents are 130. You need your mommy. And that's why she's alive. So do what you got to do to save your kids and do extra and extra. It costs a little bit more. You save money in the long run and has better results.